You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Getting it going on a Monday. It's the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Bo Brock, daily host of Locked On Cardinals. I encourage you to check us out on YouTube, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Today's episode brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the part your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Tell them Locked On NFL sent you. Today's a big day here on the Locked On NFL Podcast. Make sure you're following along at Locked On Network, at B-O-B-R-A-C-K, uh, we're going to get into this. The two best tight ends in the NFL are taking the position to another level. Which team should be on hard knocks? And we continue our training camp team previews today with a pair of NFC South teams on opposite ends of the NFL spectrum. The champs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Atlanta Falcons. Can the Bucks dominate in 2021? Something they didn't do during the regular season, but did in the postseason. And what's the main goal this season for the rebuilding Falcons? Aaron Freeman of Lockdown Falcons and David Harrison of Lockdown Bucks. They'll join the show. Let me say this, kick things off with a big thank you to everyone who reached out last week. My wife and I, we welcomed our first child. Incredible experience. A beautiful baby boy. Here are his measurables. Nine pounds, two ounces, 21 and a half inches long. Uh, as far as he opted out on his 40-yard dash. He opted out on his uh, doing the bench press. But uh, we might have a linebacker on our hands. Big boy. Didn't get his hands measured, so uh, you know playing quarterback, it's not out of the question as well. Maybe a little Josh Allen type on our hands, but uh, still taking parenting advice on social media at B-O-B-R-A-C-K. So between my lack of sleep and changing dirty diapers over the weekend, I was keeping tabs on tight end university. This, is, this was an awesome thing that uh, came together between a pair of the game's best and Greg Olson. They put together workouts for 49 of the NFL's Top tight ends, not including Tim Tebow. I know people are up in arms anytime you exclude Tebow, but George Kittle said there was a lack of space and Tebow's lack of experience at the position were some key reasons why he wasn't invited to uh, tight end you. But the three-day event offered a chance for some of the best tight ends in the NFL to come together, share some of their trade secrets both on and off the field. And on my social media timeline, whether it was Twitter or Instagram, Facebook, um, I got to see some videos from tight end you, and it was it was awesome. I'll binge watch all the tight end you content I can find. One that stood out was uh, Travis Kelsey giving route running tips uh, to the other tight ends. And just to see a guy at the peak of his craft share his insights, uh, anytime you can get that, I'm going to sit there and watch that. So Kittle noticed that uh, Von Miller, the linebacker from the Broncos, kind of did a pass rusher summit, and Lane Johnson and the offensive line kind of had their own summit as well. And he's like, well, there's a National Tight Ends Day in October. Why don't we have a summit where we can kind of share our tricks of the trade? And you got to geek out and respect guys at the top of their craft, you know, at the top of their game, paying it forward, growing the position like Kittle and Kelsey and Olsen are doing. The position is so important in today's game the idea that it's going to uh, be even better here going forward is pretty crazy. 13 touchdowns alone by tight ends in the playoffs last postseason, 25 since 2019, only behind the positions of wide receiver and running backs. They've scored over 40 in those playoffs since 2019. But uh, just look at the last few Super Bowls. It seemed like each team featured a big-time tight end. Last year, Kelsey Gronk. Gronk had two tutties in the, in the win for the Bucks. 
Kelsey and Kittle, the previous Super Bowl, Gronk against the Rams. Rams couldn't muster very many points in that game. Maybe it's because they didn't have a big-time playmaking tight end. No offense to Gerald Everett now the Seattle Seahawks. Gronk versus Zach Ertz. Trey Burton, another tight end. He threw a touchdown in the Philly Special. And then uh, Gronk and Austin Hooper, the previous Super Bowl to that. It's just such a huge instrumental role in the modern-day offense. It's cool to see uh, what went down in tight end U over the weekend. Speaking of kind of binging, 16th season of Hard Knocks, it's set for this August. It's a multiple Emmy Award-winning series, and it's pretty late in the game for the series to announce which team it's going to follow along during training camp and feature. Usually we'll know by mid-June, sometimes as early as May, but uh, there are five legitimate options for this year's Hard Knocks, and it's just it's curious to me. I love Hard Knocks. I will tune in. I don't care what team it is. Even if it's a down season, it's still one of the best series each and every year. But this year, it could be the Carolina Panthers, the Denver Broncos, the New York Giants, the Arizona Cardinals, and Dallas Cowboys. Now, call me biased because I cover the Cardinals on a daily basis, but I think they have the star power. They have enough intriguing storylines to be a phenomenal hard knocks team. And, I, and I'll, I'll put the Cowboys in that conversation as well. I need, I need, a, I need a stud at quarterback for hard knocks to be interesting to me. You know, Daniel Jones, I can't imagine that Daniel Jones is going to, uh, you know, capture audiences around the country. The Broncos, if they do acquire Aaron Rodgers somehow between now and Hard Knocks, yeah, I'll be in on that. But the Panthers, maybe Sam Darnold, that that adds some intrigue. Maybe that's my third seed. But uh, I'll probably go my number one Cardinals, number two Cowboys. Uh, I just, I'm not big on, I don't think Mike McCarthy is going to add uh, any, you know, Fun speeches, a la Rex Ryan from his uh, Hard Knocks days. But then I'll go um, with the Panthers, the Broncos, the Giants. And the Jags, Urban Meyer said, hey, he'd, he'd leave the door open, even though no teams with first-year head coaches are usually eligible for Hard Knocks. Also, in order to be eligible, no teams who were in the playoffs the last two seasons and no teams that were featured on Hard Knocks in the last 10 years. So those those are the ones that are eligible, and those are, those are how I rank it. Uh, one last news and note here before we get to our pre-training camp team previews here on the Lockdown NFL Podcast. Late Friday, New York Jets added former Washington football team tackle Morgan Moses. On a reported deal, the 30-year-old is expected to compete with George Fant for the starting right tackle position. And look, second overall pick, Zach Wilson. I think he's going to have a decent offensive line this year, some decent protection. You've got the mountainous Mackay Becton entering his second season. First-round pick out of Louisville. He looks solid in his rookie season. And then 14th overall pick, Elijah Vera Tucker. He's been, he was discussed during the draft process as the top O-line prospect in the 2021 class. Uh, no issues here, from my, in my opinion, of Gang Green adding offensive line depth. And then uh, one, I guess I'll add this one. Odell Beckham Jr., OBJ, he was showing up on my social media feed at least over the weekend with a peek of how his rehab of his surgically repaired knees going. OBJ lighting up a treadmill and then also knocking down a deep jumper in the gym. But it's going to be interesting to me to see how the Browns are going to re-implement him into the offense. He only saw one 10-target game in his seven games last season. And uh, it's been a while since he's went over the 100-yard receiving mark in a game. 
But uh, Cleveland, clearly a run-first offense under second-year head coach Kevin Stefanski. The two have a monster. Uh, it's nightmare fuel for AFC North teams in uh, Nick Chubb and, of course, Kareem Hunt. Did anybody see uh, Tom Brady's appearance on The Shop, LeBron James's HBO series where athletes, celebrities sit around a barber shop and just kind of uh, talk about everything? But Tom Brady was throwing some major shade at a team that uh, basically passed up on the opportunity to sign him during the uh, 2020 NFL offseason. We're actually going to see if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are poised to dominate in 2021. It was a little rockier road the previous season despite hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. Our guy David Harrison of Locked On Bucks, he joins us on the Locked On NFL podcast. The Western Conference Finals, they're shifting back to Phoenix and the Suns are trying to put this one away in Game 5 against the Clippers. Phoenix, 5.5 point favorites. You like the Clippers to extend this series? Well, betonline.ag is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season, of course, in full swing. You track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball and the NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop, your mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest Information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game during some big time playoff matchups or the regular season in Major League Baseball. There's money to be won. Head over to the website, use your cell, sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus. You put in 100 bucks, you get 50 free dollars to help build your stack on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. They're running it back, basically bringing back every key player from their championship run last season. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers continue our pre-training camp team previews here on the Lockdown NFL podcast. Bo Brock joined by David Harrison of Lockdown Bucks. And uh, David, you know, I it's interesting. I wanted to kind of preview this team, but I recently watched The Shop on HBO and it featured, <laughs> of course, Tom Brady. What do you think about the candid Tom Brady performance on The Shop? I think it's awesome. You know, I think it's just kind of indicative of we've seen a little bit more of Tom Brady's natural personality come out since he's joined the Buccaneers. And I don't want to go as far as to say that's kind of what happens when you get under, you know, the control of of, out from under the control of Bill Belichick. But I mean, it's hard not to draw that connection and kind of say that, you know, the Patriot way, quote unquote, that's become so famous may also be a little bit stifling when it comes to being the quarterback in the face of that franchise. And now that he's under a more relaxed type of regime with Bruce Arians, Byron Leftwich, and all those guys. And, you know, in Florida, I mean, Florida is, you know, everybody likes to have fun in Florida and boat parades and, and all that stuff. I mean, I know your listeners can't see it, but I've got a Tom Brady Super Bowl boat, you know, <laughs> bobblehead behind me just because it was so awesome. I had to get it. Uh, you know, I, I think we just kind of see more and more in that he's more comfortable kind of showing his, his true, uh, his true self. Plus, he doesn't really have to worry about the future of his image. You know what I mean? Like the, the future is pretty much set for what it is. And there's not a lot he's going to do outside of, you know, criminal problems uh, that are going to tarnish his his, uh, his reputation. If anything, he's making himself more likable for his post NFL career, whatever that is. I got to imagine that that's an influence from his, his head coach and Bruce Arians, because I was fortunate to cover B.A. for so many years uh, when he was the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. And he's just got that mentality of, look, when we're inside these walls, when we're between those lines, we're all business. But mm-hmm. I don't want you here till two, three in the morning, plugging away, you know, cutting down game film. You know, it's the no. uh, it's going to co- coach them hard and hug them harder mentality. And I, and no. I kind of really saw that play out when I was just enjoying watching Tom Brady on the shop over the weekend. Absolutely. I mean, like you know, life is meant to be lived. You know, it's not it's not meant to be boring. It's not meant to be miserable. And 
when, when you get to play or, or coach, you know, a game for, for a living, I mean, it's, it's more complicated than that, obviously, but it's still, you know, that's what you get to live out is so many people's dreams and all that stuff. Why not go out there and, and enjoy your life? And look, they're athletes. You know what I mean? What, what profession doesn't talk trash about each other? You know I mean? I don't care what you do for a living. You, you talk trash about other people or, you know, if you, if you manage a Walmart, you talk trash about target vice versa. Right. <laughs> so we know the stuff happens. Uh, so now we're just getting the opportunity to see it. And it's, it's great because it's, it's natural. It doesn't look like it. It doesn't feel like an act. You know I mean? Some guys act like that and you're kind of like, ah, oh, you know, you're just putting it on. It feels very natural uh, coming out of them. And, and, you know, uh, I think, I think you're right. I think BA has a huge influence on that. All those people working at Walmart that are chirping about Target, they better bite their tongue. I am a Target guy through and through, no doubt about it. I love Target too. Yeah, <laughs> J.C. Cornell, I mean, you know, uh, Mr. Cornell is, you know, the, the CEO of Target. So I'm very good friends with J.C. So I'm a Target guy all the way too. I don't even step foot in Walmart. David Harrison joins us here, locked on Bucks. So this was a team that was 7-5 and five at one point last year before ripping off eight straight. Uh, it was, uh, you know, obviously they, they had their peaks, their valleys, and then the peak, of course, was the top of the mountain. Um, do you think that this is a team that can dominate in 2021 it's something we didn't see last year until the playoffs really I mean I think they can and I think they will have moments of you know of of where they dominate an opponent you kind of see the Super Bowl mentality and the Super Bowl caliber team come out but it's still a very young team and they still have a lot of members of the team that are growing you know uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. I mean you, you look at what the Buccaneers pass rush has and they were very smart in taking Joe Tryon in the first round this year so that if a JPP or Shaquille Barrett were to go down to injury, they have a young, talented guy, but that's still going to be a rookie who's getting a little bit, you know, limited a limited snap count during the regular season because of the guys playing ahead of them. So, if one of those veteran pass rushers were to go out or an Indomitian and Sewer, you know, they lose Vita Vea again, more pressure could be could could be put on a guy like Antoine Winfield Jr. to perform in the back end of the defense. And we didn't see a whole lot of that uh, happen to Antoine. He did really well in the role he was in. He was given a lot of credit by his teammates for being kind of a veteran, having that veteran mentality, which you assume comes from his father's, you know, experience in the National Football League, coaching him up a little bit, preparing him for the league. But, you know, the the Buccaneers defense really, they're one or two injuries away from their very young secondary having to kind of carry more of the defensive load. If that happens, I think you see a little bit more struggle out of that defense. And, of course, that puts pressure on the offense. If they're giving up more points, then you have to take some of those chances. You have to take some of those risks that maybe you don't want to take that leads to, you know, potentially more turnovers, et cetera, et cetera. And you could see this team kind of flounder a little bit. I kind of look at them like a LeBron-led Lakers or Cavs team, right? You're really just looking to get to the tournament. If you can get to the tournament, if you get the bye week, great. If you don't, you already know you can you can really turn it on, and that's when it really matters. So I think we'll see a little bit of both, but I think you'll see a little bit more of the Super Bowl caliber team in 2021 than you did in 2020. Yeah, it's interesting, the, the LeBron analogy. And you're obviously LeBron, Tom Brady, when you have those types of players, it's you always have a chance, especially at the dance. But uh, I, I, you'd be hard pressed to to find a team in any professional sports league that's running it back quite like the Buccaneers. I'm asking every host that I talk to during these previews. Uh, I guess just biggest move of the off season um, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, subtra- subtraction, addition, you know, coaching staff, or you know, just players are concerned. What was the biggest move of the off season for Tampa Bay? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's obviously huge that they brought every all their starters back and most of their role players as well. The eight, the Antonio Browns of the world are back as well. Uh, that's low hanging fruit. I'm not going to do that to your listeners. I'm going to go ahead and throw <laughs> out Giovanni Bernard. Um, okay, a lot of people around the Buccaneers look at it and they say, well, he's going to fill the Lashawn McCoy role. Well, that Lashawn McCoy role, if I remember correctly, is 25 touches. 
Giovanni Bernard didn't come to Tampa Bay for 25 touches. Giovanni Bernard came to be a contributor, to be a, a teammate of Tom Brady's, a running mate of Tom Brady's, and try to help this team win another Super Bowl and get him his first Super Bowl. Um, so I think when you look at that, that, that balance is going to have to come in because you still have Ronald Jones, who at one point during last season was a top five back in the National Football League. You have Leonard Fournette, who really turned it on during that eight-game stretch, playoff Lenny, Lombardi Lenny, whatever you want to call him. He's going to be looking to have more touches and more impact on the on the team in the regular season than he did last year. And then again, you have Geo. So how they kind of balance those things. I've been screaming, Bo, since B.A. got to Tampa to see more two-back sets. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't really see them. I know they were there in Arizona. Yeah. I remember watching that Arizona Cardinals offense. Maybe this is the season. Maybe you get a little bit of Rojo and Geo in the backfield or Leonard and Geo. Because, I mean, you put Leonard Fournette and Giovanni Bernard in the backfield together. Basically, you let the defense dictate. If you stack the box, we'll, we'll hit Geo. Mm-hmm. If you don't stack the box, we'll hit you with Leonard. Like So you essentially tell the defense, which poison do you want to take? Either way, we'll feed it to you and let you kill yourself. So that's going to be the biggest addition. But also, it's kind of the biggest hurdle because they've got to figure out how to really get that balance. And then you've got Keyshawn Vaughn that you just spent a third-round pick as well. He's your fourth back now. I mean, good problem to have, but still a little bit of a problem, something we'll see how it, how it uh, comes out. Great stable of running backs down there in Tampa. And look, Bruce Arians, David Johnson, he was one of those guys that was approaching a 1,000 season a couple of years ago. And we know Tom Brady, he liked to throw the ball to the backs in New England. Uh, James White had some big years, some big-time targets coming out of the backfield. Both those guys, yeah, we've we've known them to throw the football to the running back, and that's going to be big with Gio Bernard. Real quick, last question, biggest position battle going into camp? Mm, Biggest position battle, I mean... It's got to be the running backs. It, it's okay. got to be the running backs. I think there's a lot of questions. And what we don't know is if the question exists inside the building as much as it does outside the building. We're all wondering, is Leonard Fournette going to be the number one back? Like he showed a lot of things during that stretch. Is he going to get the chance to kind of be the guy or is it going to go back to Ronald Jones who, you know, he didn't lose it because of performance. He got injured. There was some COVID illness in there and that injury just kind of lagged through the playoffs a little bit. But there was kind of a point where we we got a little bit of a candid shot of Leonard Fournette telling Ronald Jones, hey, man. Forget the injury. He used better language or more colorful language, but forget the injury. We need you out there. So was it uh, an injury that he couldn't play with or an injury that he didn't play with? Because that's going to play a part, especially a guy like B.A. If you can be out there for your guys and you you choose not to be, that plays huge uh, for Bruce Arians, Byron Leftwich. So that to me is the biggest question that we have for this team is who's going to be the number one back, first of all, and then how are they going to integrate that third back in Giovanni Bernard? Great job bringing everybody back. you got to imagine coaching staff and just as far as players are concerned, this could be their last chance to keep this group together. Make sure you're listening, of course, to Locked On Bucks. David Harrison following along on Twitter at DHarrison82. David, thanks so much for your time, man. Thank you, Bo. The Bucks looking to uh, capture back-to-back titles for the first time in the franchise's history, while on the opposite end of that NFL spectrum is the Atlanta Falcons, who reside in the same division the nfc south they're trying to avoid back-to-back last place finishes is that the goal for the dirty birds we're going to ask our guy as we continue our pre-training camp team previews here on the locked nfl podcast aaron freeman from locked on falcons joins us it's time to up your protein bar game and you got to do it with the protein bar that tastes the best without cutting any corners on health nutrition i'm talking about built bar the best tasting protein bar ever and for the entire summer season you can get the orange flavor. You can get strawberry flavor, limited time flavors that uh, you, of course, crave. That healthy treat that you crave all the time, along with their nine OG flavors. Coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, 
double chocolate and salted caramel. There's something for everyone. And I mentioned the nutrition, the health factors. Most flavors have 17 grams of muscle-packing protein, only 130 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar, only 4 grams of net carbs. Do yourself a favor. Go to BuiltBar.com. Get in on orange and strawberry beer here for the entire summer. Buy yourself a box of those flavors or whichever flavor you desire. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your first order. That's using the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. This episode also brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes, models, it's now impossible for you and your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time. Save money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more on the same parts from the chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today. Find a solution for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On NFL and How Did You Hear About Us so they know that we sent you. It's amazing selection. Reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Our free training camp team previews continue. Checking in with a team that's had a busy offseason despite several franchise-changing type moves. I don't know if we know much about the Atlanta Falcons rebuild or which direction it's going. To kind of shed some light on that, Aaron Freeman at Falcfans on Twitter joins us, host of Locked on Falcons. Aaron, thanks for joining us. And uh, look, what do you view as the main objective for the 2021 Atlanta Falcons? I think the main objective is to really explore this Arthur Smith coaching staff and, and see what they can bring to the table um, from that perspective, we know that the Falcons aren't necessarily the most talent-laden team. They have obviously some very talented players, some Pro Bowl caliber players on both sides of the ball. But last year's team underachieved. Obviously, they went 4-12 and last year. But the perception from a lot of po- people, including myself, was that that was a team that should have won seven or eight games Um, if they had gotten more competent coaching than they had gotten under Dan Quinn and uh, interim coach Raheem Morris. And so I think the expectations with this Falcon team heading into this season is that we will see that reflected in their final record. And considering that they're also facing a little bit of a softer schedule this year, maybe that leads to them uh, having a, a little bit more success than winning seven or eight games this year. So I think there's an expectation that you will see uh, this Falcon team, at least from a win total standpoint, look significantly better than they were a year ago. And I think that's really the big question, whether or not Arthur Smith and, and company will deliver on that. Quarterback Matt Ryan has lost, had losing seasons back to back. And now for the first time in his, season, in his career, he's had three consecutive losing seasons. Are, are we going to witness the final season of Matt Ryan as the Falcons quarterback in 2021? It, you know, that's a difficult question to answer because if the Falcons are a playoff team, if they can get to nine or 10 wins and then possibly be a wild card team, I would say the answer is no. But it, the door becomes open if they 
fail to live up to those expectations and they have another losing season, it's going to be hard for the Falcons to justify bringing back Matt Ryan. He's going to have a $49 million cap hit next year. Um, If they move on from him, if they trade him uh, prior to June 1st, they would have to take on about $41 million in dead money. Um, So the Falcons are really in a situation where their salary cap standpoint, they have to make a big decision about Matt Ryan next offseason. And and that could include moving on from him. That can include extending him or doing a fourth. I think maybe now we might be fifth consecutive restructure of his contract. And that only makes sense if the Falcons are a competitive, good football team. So winning is very important for Matt Ryan's future. You're just not going to be able to justify paying a uh, currently 36 year old quarterback, but next year, a 37 year old quarterback, 40, $50 million. If you are not getting the results on the field, we were talking a little basketball before we uh, hit record on this interview. And of course the Hawks, they're making just a shocking run to the Eastern conference finals, kind of uh, on the, on the shoulders of a budding superstar and Trey young is it going to take this Falcons franchise uh, moving off of Matt Ryan to maybe find their Trey Young, the future of the franchise, uh, in order for that to happen? Well, I think the the current powers that be in Atlanta would like Kyle Pitts and, and Calvin Ridley to sort of be that sort of future uh, phenom that, you know, everybody gets excited about, you know, when they're doing the various previews of the Falcons and, and everybody's flashing the images of uh, Kyle Pitts sort of stepping in for their number 11, Trey Young being number 11, but uh, Julio Jones formerly being the number 11 in Atlanta and sort of being that sort of face of the franchise alongside Matt Ryan. So I, I think the Falcons would like, you know, Matt Ryan to stick around for a couple more years and, and maybe what, let one of these other young players step up. But certainly that's a definitely a possibility. This is why you're the true professional, why you're so good on a locked on Falcons on a daily basis. Aaron Freeman has just led me into my next question. I was mentioning tight end you earlier at the beginning of this podcast, and there's been high praise for the Falcons rookie tight end fourth overall selection, Kyle Pitts. What are your early insights on the first year playmaker? You know, expectations are, are pretty high, you know, and he's unfortunately Kyle Pitts entered a situation when he got drafted where he was expected to sort of be the cherry on top of the ice cream sundae for this Falcons offense. And in a world now where Julio Jones has been traded, he's kind of expected to be maybe a little bit more of the ice cream in that Sunday. Uh, so I, I think there's high expectations for him. I think so far, you know, it's nothing but rave reviews, you know, the tight end you stuff, I think will certainly help him. You know, I don't know if it's going to magically be the difference between him torching Malcolm Jenkins for 180 yards in week one, um, you know, than it would have been if he had not attended. But, you know, these are the sort of things in today's NFL where you're not getting as much practice time as you have gotten in the past. And you can call into question whether or not players are getting developed as meaningfully in today's NFL as they were in in past years due to the current CBA that limits practice time. But these are sort of the endeavors that you have to do on your own as a football player and do and put in the work. And and it's nice to see Kyle Pitts showing that sort of work ethic. There was no doubt about that when the Falcons drafted him coming through that pre-draft process that he would be this type of player, but certainly nice to see um, him deliver on those expectations. I want to add some context to this question because I'm only talking to the Lockdown NFL podcast audience once a week and in a different host each and every week as we do these team previews is I want to know what the biggest move of the offseason was, and that's an addition or subtraction to the organization for Atlanta. What's the biggest addition, subtraction? What's the biggest move in the ATL in 2021? 
Well, I think Kyle Pitts gets the headlines, but I, I really do think Arthur Smith is going to be the, the move that makes the big difference. The Falcons, you know, you look at the last year's team, going back to what we talked about earlier, you look at last year's team and the big thing on their offense under Dirk Cutter where the two biggest weaknesses were their inability to, to convert in the red zone and their lack of a run game. And those were the two biggest strengths of Arthur Smith's offense in Tennessee. And the expectation is that if he can improve those two areas in addition to basically not being any worse than what Dirk Cutter was in every other facet of the offense, you should see significant gains for this Falcons offense. And given um, where this defense is at, which is, you know, you're just kind of hoping for mediocrity. This team in the Matt Ryan era has, you know, lived and died by the success of their offense. And whenever the defense contributes, it's like, hey, awesome. You know, you know, you get a nice pat on the back defense. But, uh, you know, this all this team lives and dies by their offense. And I think Arthur Smith, you know, having to get the most out of this out of this group is going to be the the big question. And certainly he has the opportunity to have the biggest impact this year. Final get or final question for our guest, Aaron Freeman, locked on Falcons here as we do our pre-training camp team previews. What's the top position battle going down in Falcons camp or going into camp? It's the interior off the off the offensive line. You you look at this offense and you see, you know, pieces at every level. You you see quarterback, running back, tight end, wide receiver. The offensive line is the big question mark for this offense, going back to the question I just uh, answered about this team, you know, living and dying by their offense. And the one thing that you could look back, you know, potentially six months from now, when we look back at this Falcons offense, not living up to expectations, that Achilles heel could be their interior of their offensive line. And, you know, with Matt Ryan being getting up there in age, he's not necessarily a mobile quarterback. He's not going to be able to create with his legs. And you want to have that clean pocket for him to step up into uh, in order to deliver these passes to all these playmakers. He has at the skill positions and, The center position, they have a second-year player in Matt Hennessy and a rookie in fourth-round pick Drew Dahlman competing for that spot. Left guard position is wide open. Uh, Right now, the front-runner for that spot is Josh Andrews, who is a uh, very problematic, I guess is the the kindest way, starter. Fill-in starter for the Jets last year, um, and certainly not a guy that would be your plan A at that position. The Falcons drafted Jalen Mayfield out of Michigan in the third round, but due to various other issues, he hasn't gotten as many as much work at the left guard position as he has gotten at other positions uh, coming from the right tackle position. So those are two big question marks. And you don't necessarily, given what I said about Matt Ryan, you don't want to necessarily have those big question marks on the interior. So who emerges as the two starters at those two spots is going to be a big question mark heading into the season. He's getting you ready for the 2021 Atlanta Falcons NFL season. It was our pre-training camp team preview with the Falcons. Give him a follow on Twitter, at FalcFans. It's Aaron Freeman. Aaron, thanks so much, man. Bo, appreciate it. Great insight, not only from Aaron Freeman, but of course David Harrison, locked on Falcons, locked on Bucks, respectively. Listen to them on a daily basis. Follow them on Twitter for more insight. Follow us at Locked On Network. Follow me at B-O-B-R-A-C-K. That's going to do it for us on Monday's edition of Locked On NFL Podcast. Tomorrow, our guys Ross Jackson and Lucas Braun are going to catch up with Kevin Ostriker of Locked On Ravens. You'll get your pre-training camp preview of Baltimore and Lamar Jackson on tomorrow's episode of Locked On NFL Podcast. You guys have a great rest of your Monday. Great week. I'll talk to you guys next week right here on the Locked On NFL Podcast. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast hosted by former Locked On NFL host Peter Bukowski. He'll update you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts.